Hi, everyone. Welcome back to my channel. My name is Stassi. Thank you so much for being here today. I'm very excited to host this very special co-host. Oh, my God. This very special podcast as my co-host, The Disney Sims, as we sit down today and talk about everything Barbie, specifically the Barbie movie. So I want to thank you, Disney Sims, for coming here today. Thank you. And thanks for going with my crazy idea. <laughs> of course, baby girl. Anytime you want to do something crazy, I'm super down. And I'm also super excited to have Sims Kingdom here as well. Welcome back. Hi, I'm so excited to be here for Barbie. <laughs> I'm so excited to have you here as well. I also appreciate uh, you guys. This is an audio podcast. There's no uh, visual. Uh, they wore pink. I wore black. Uh, <laughs> we got some Barbie Oppenheimer vibes going on here. Also, my girlfriend, Rachel, uh, will be joining us a little bit later as well. But before we dive in, why don't we tell us a little about yourself? Miss Disney Sims, you get to go first. All right. I'm Court, first of her name, rightful heir to the Seven Kingdoms of Westeros, a.k.a. the Disney Sims, a.k.a. Towny Tales. And I love all things Sims and all things pop culture, pretty much. So I am very excited to discuss Barbie movie. I have dissected the F out of it and can't wait to talk. Yes. Well, I cannot wait to talk about it as well as, as like every girl. I'm like, I cried. Okay, I was a full. I cried my eyes. I didn't expect it to be as deep, but we'll definitely get into that and in a, a little bit later. Sims Kingdom, welcome back. Hi, I am so excited to be here because uh, this movie gave me depression in a good way. <laughs> so we'll discuss that. Uh, I am Theoni. You can find either my acting side, which is also why I was interested in this movie on Theoni Bikari, which is my website. Or you can also find my stories in Sims Kingdoms, where I have 11 kingdoms and counting on Instagram, Twitch, YouTube, everywhere. <laughs> I love it. Love well, let's, let's dive in and talk about what was our expectations going into the movie? Like, what, like, what were your thoughts? I'll start with Disney Sims. All right. So <laughs> I went in with pretty high expectations. Patients. Um, I thought that they were going to do a really good job just through the marketing alone. I feel like this mm -hmm. was probably the best marketed movie of our generation. Mm -hmm. uh, like the, the marketing team of Barbie needs a raise. Uh, just <laughs> brilliantly done and so they really hyped it up uh to begin with i was really excited about it um watching the movie it exceeded my expectations in some ways there's some things i'd like to talk about from like maybe a critical standpoint as well for me it wasn't all like completely sunshine and rainbow so i'm happy to discuss maybe some of the things that i found a little problematic on it but again i bawled my eyes out through most of that movie um i i think i had an expectation of it being a little like not having to have a lot of substance just based on the context of it but then when it did have the you know the hard-hitting truths that it did it was very impressive so yeah overall it was amazingly done I was very impressed with it I will definitely go see it again <laughs> I I, I kind of had the same vibes of going in I'll save my thoughts to the end uh since kingdom how about you what were your thoughts well, I, when I first um, started seeing, I first heard about it when I saw the pictures of like who Barbie Ken is going to be, who's casting mm -hmm. them. 
And at first I was like, mm, I don't know, Ryan Gosling, like with that blonde, he looks kind of, it's the tan. It's, I was like, eh. but he killed it. He killed it. I love the casting in the film. Uh, they did hype it really well. I was, I was expecting, I went with my mom and them and I wasn't, I wasn't sure if I'm going to watch it um, in the movies, which thank God I did. Cause I was like, maybe when it comes out, um, but I was expecting it to be a Hollywood movie about Barbie where it's fun and good and you'll have fun and maybe you'll be touched a bit. And then I go and it's really fun, really fresh. And I'm so happy with all the things that they brought back from the quote unquote original, original raw lore of Barbie. And then that monologue happens and I get a deep depression and I get and they just can't bounce back you know anyway so it was fun uh I don't know if I'll see it again maybe when I'm not anxiety Barbie in my life you know maybe later on <laughs> oh my god I just like especially they're like anxiety depression sitting on the yeah. couch watching um oh fuck the the, the, the show world uh Dalton Abbey and I was just like oh. <laughs> dying laughing because I was like that's yeah so real i okay i walked in no i I didn't expect too too much because i had i had Mm -hmm. seen people who had talked to me because they'd already seen it and they didn't like it they and i was like okay so okay so i was like okay so clearly this movie is not as hyped up as it's supposed to be that's fine they had said that they liked oppenheimer better and i said okay Mm. That makes sense. And I did Barbie Oppenheimer. So for anyone who doesn't mm. know what Barbie Oppenheimer is, uh, it is a great marketing ploy by movie theaters uh, to see both movies at the same time. At the same time, the same day. Um, yeah. Our theater specifically had showings that you could do both back to back, but you had to do Barbie first. Anybody mm. who is going to do Barbie Oppenheimer, please see Barbie first. Don't yeah. see Oppenheimer first. You just feel depressed after watching Oppenheimer. Barbie actually, you know, makes you feel something. But anyways, I like, I walked in um right off the bat uh every almost every girl in the theater had pink um was wearing pink uh (laughs) and had or in their favorite barbie costumes or had their favorite barbies with them to me that was just the moment like that was the moment to me as a longtime movie lover longtime movie theater goer um i was the kid that dressed up as harry potter uh for every harry potter film that came out i dressed up for many movies uh hunger games i you name it, I dress up for it. So it was really cool to see that aspect of the theater coming back. Um, I was very scared throughout the pandemic, knowing, thinking that like that like uh, live theater, like theater was going to end. So just seeing like these little kids dressed up in their Barbie costume, holding their favorite Barbies. Oh my God. Like that was, uh, it, that, it had sealed the deal before the light, before the lights had even turned off. And just kind of like looking around and just like feeling this feminine positive vibe of like we were all just laughing and having a good time. Like it, it, was, it was so good. But again, I, I walked in with the expectation of a six out of 10. I didn't really expect too much. Mm. I didn't really know what I was getting myself into. Um, I'm fully 25 out of 10. Probably the best movie I've seen in wow. years. It wow. made me feel something I don't Mm. have I sometimes have a hard time feeling things but that movie really punched me 
in the good way of making me feel I laughed I legit cried not only did I cry the theater was crying so it was just like it was just it was so beautiful to see it like a touching moment and and it, it kind of really touched upon like what it was like to be a woman and women in yeah. 2023 and I didn't expect Barbie to be so deep because the trailers kind of didn't really show it like that mm. they're really just kind of like you know like I'll beat you off any day and it was just like I just kind of expected that like James Gunn kind of humor going into it not expecting to kind of feel like I wanted to call my mom after because I was like I love uh. <laughs> um overall exceeded my expectations um 10 times over probably again best movie i've seen in many many years i recommend any woman mm-hmm. th- to go watch it um and men and men and exactly. non-binary and non-binary everybody <laughs> everybody who has a pulse everybody go see it everybody it's a human experience yeah go 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 see it um, my uh my husband and uh, i went with two guys to the movie and uh my, my husband and his best friend and yeah we were all dressed up ready to go it was uh, a fun time and yeah every like everybody at the theater that I went to was all dressed up too we were all complimenting each other's outfits and it was just it was like one big like you know when you go to a club and like you're in the bathroom and like just girl yeah. yeah, <laughs> literally what just the movie theater felt like it was so fun um yeah just to add to what you were saying too like it really did just I could see why people would say they didn't like it because I could see somebody, for example, like writing an essay, how basically Barbie, the movie was just a bunch of montages with like a very like thin veil of how they got Mm. to said montages. Yeah. But that's not point. You know what I mean? Like the point is, is what's in those montages is like just out of this world. Um, And also I really enjoyed like what they did with with the Kens like that was mm. hilarious and in terms of our Simstagram universe like everything was Barbie everything for all of July like everywhere over the Sims was pink <laughs> everything <laughs> but yes yeah, Aaron's Aaron basically Sims the evolution of us playing Barbies like we played yeah. Barbies and they're like oh Barbies online perfect I can make their house it's so true (laughs) I remember as a kid like I had a shelf in my bedroom that I would set up kind of like apartment style and I I feel like before I had the sims I had like I was build buying my my barbie shelf into (laughs) what I then I just adapted and evolved into the sims with so really good point Leone that's so true (laughs) I know from from me because okay this is completely silly but the royal story I'm playing started with my dolls when I was a baby because they had a royal family, you know? <laughs> so Barbie is the evolution. <laughs> yeah. But I saw here there, are, I mean, I'm sure you've heard that there's a lot of talk about Barbie and that it's man-hating, and which of course it's not. And sometimes I hear, because I understand how someone who has a different view might say something and then someone who hasn't seen the movie is like, oh, I get it from the, clips I've seen online you know if you don't have the full context but what confuses me is when people see the movie and then they describe it back to you and it's like we didn't watch the same movie because that 
Like someone was like, yeah, because uh, Kent had nothing. I'm like, but the whole point is that they shouldn't have nothing. They should be their own people. Or I read someone that said at the end, the Barbie went like the feminists to, to climb the cor corpular ladder. And I'm like, uh, she went to the gynecologist. Like, did you, what, did, did you not hear it? <laughs> oh, I could, especially the editing. I was like, okay, so is she getting a cookie? Or does she always had a cookie? Like that was kind of like my. She got... She's getting oh. a cookie. Yeah. Mm. Right. Maybe. Well, before we dive any any further, uh, welcome Rachel. Welcome back to uh, my podcast. How are you? I am good, thank you. Sorry, I'm a little late to the show here, but I hear we're talking about exciting things. <laughs> yes. Well, we're we're still on West Coast time, baby. That that's why. This uh, <laughs> event coordinator extraordinaire is here. Exactly. Um, before we go any further, Rachel, why don't you tell us a little about yourself? And I will ask you that we we only got through one question so far. So, oh, good. Yes. Okay, I haven't missed too much. Nope. <laughs> um. Well, uh, as Stassi just said, I am uh, Rachel. Uh, we have done a podcast long, long ago, I would say now, and mm -hmm. um, I don't have much of a Simmers background, but um, I'm known as Stassi's farmer friend. <laughs> and even though I'm a farmer, I do like to indulge on my inner Barbie. So this podcast kind of called me and I really liked the movie. So yeah, I'm just really happy to be here and kind of make an appearance again. Well, I, I'm glad. Was there a farming Barbie growing up? Because I don't remember a farming Barbie. More like cowboy Barbie. Cowboy Barbie, yeah. That's that's the one I had. <laughs> Cowgirl Barbie. Um, well, Rachel, the first question I asked is, what was your expectations going into the movies? Did, did you have a high expectations of this film or did you kind of just go in with like a, I think it's going to be okay? I think, yeah, that, that exactly. Like I just kind of left it very open-minded. I didn't try to see too many spoilers beforehand because I just wanted to experience it. I just, just kind of wanted to be in it. And I think I did. And I, I'm sure we'll talk about it more, but like I was very happy that I went and I saw it in theaters. So mm. yeah. I'm yeah. I'm glad I'm glad you did. Um who'd you go with? I'm curious. Um, I went with a friend oh. and yeah, just a just a coworker, female. So I don't have the male perspective to add in here at the moment, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just curious if you went with real power. I was just I just thought you would have went with your mom that was all I was just, I was just oh. curious to see yeah right when when your mom not like this movie oh I texted my mother immediately afterwards I'm like you have to watch this you have to see it it yes. made me cry yo all I got was a no <laughs> I, in, be, in between movies I like texted my mom being like I love you and she's like are you okay <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's just because I was watching Barbie. Like, it's fine, Mom. I just love you. Yeah. Um, but I, oh, I just had to, I have wanted to say that there is a Barbie chicken farmer. It's called Barbie chicken farmer doll. doll and she's red haired. 
<laughs> it's me from my my younger days. I yes. used to be a red. <laughs> see? <laughs> I don't know. No, I'm getting you for your birthday next year. You might see a Barbie. <laughs> um okay so what 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 moments in the movie really stuck out to you and I'll go with my co-host first Mrs. Eason's what moments stuck out to you the most oh that is a good question um I would say I wasn't expecting Ken to go patriarchy (laughs) like that that was completely out of left field so when um, he like came to the real world and like started doing minimal research and then going and typically like like you would expect go and make it over in Barbie world like that was <laughs> shocking to see um I would also say as well um like the for negatives for it um there was a scene that I wasn't the biggest fan of um, where they made a a joke about uh, like smallpox. Mm -hmm. And I thought that that was a little punch downy for me. Um, And then my, my friend who I went to university with is actually a professor for indigenous studies. And she wrote like a whole thing about how, you know, it was problematic. And I really appreciated that perspective. Mm. I thought that that joke could have been left out um, and it wouldn't have actually added, like it didn't actually add or take you know what I mean? Anything away. And it just kind of like left a bit of a sour taste in my mouth. But again, that's it's it's minimal. I would say as well, um, I was expecting Ken to just be like Barbie's like, you know, boyfriend accessory. I wasn't expecting the um ending to happen mm-hmm. the way that it did. I, I did like how it ended, but what I didn't like about it was I didn't feel like Ken actually had a full um like redemption arc. Like it felt like he did like during the scene where she goes up and uh talks to him like he he doesn't apologize to her she does all of the apologizing and it just kind of felt like there just wasn't a real resolution for him but I don't Mm -hmm. know if Ken was supposed to actually be like the male resolution there I think that was more Alan really I think Alan Mm -hmm. being the individual who Mm -hmm. like supported Barbie's coming back was really what you want in in the males of you know the world mm. no, not the ken I, but kens were cool i bet everybody's gonna be a how like ken and barbie for halloween this year a million percent <laughs> oh a hundred percent i if me and jason don't have a halloween caution figured out it's gonna be ken and bar ken and uh, brown hair barbie brown ken brown ken blonde barbie <laughs> um actually we were in vegas we saw a bridal party and one of them had ken on the uh on the sash yeah. <laughs> i was like that's you too cute um there is actually there actually is one part of that that i think okay so as me and rachel had we we, we talked a little about uh, on this weekend about like what it's like to maybe be in a relationship and how kind of like maybe one person carries it a little bit more than the other and some parts of the relationship or not i find i, I the ending kind of made like where like women usually apologize to the men before the men apologizes to the women so I kind of Mm. feel like maybe that was on purpose of just Mm. kind of how we're always we're always the one that's apologizing for like inconveniencing men 
but yeah, they, don't, yeah. they don't they don't have to because they're men right like patriarchy mm-hmm. so yeah I as soon as you said that I was like I I kind of felt the same way a little. I was like I thought Cam hmm. was just gonna be yeah. like have this moment he's like you know what like I'm gonna apologize for being a dick and like ruining Barbie land but I don't know like hmm. I I also wouldn't that would that have not been like the a new improved like, would that have not been Ken enough you know what I mean like it have Ken energy mm. so yeah, I don't yeah. it's don't, really yeah, it, it's really interesting I didn't I didn't think about that uh, side before which is really interesting to me and I completely see it I saw it as because Ken was supposed to be the female stereotype of not having a job and living yeah. only for Barbie so him he didn't think that's what I think that's what she realized at the end because she never wanted him, which is kind of sad. I like that in the lore. If you see in 2004, Barbie actually broke up with Ken, like yeah. in Mattel, and they got back together in 2011 oh. and she dated someone else in between. So I thought it was like a callback to that, but she never liked him. Um, but I thought that when at the end he told her that you know that it's not. Ken, it's Barbie and Ken. Like, I don't exist without you. Mm-hmm. I thought that's why she apologized because she realized that although she had an identity and she wanted different or better things for her, he thought, which is a wrong thought, but he thought that his whole identity is to be with her. And if he's not with her, then he has no identity. So that, and I personally liked, which again, now completely see that other argument, but I really liked that Ken didn't end up being a full thing because that's the start for him like I think it would be too forced for me if he had already oh now I'm this I'm enough and we see where I go and who I become if there's a sequel to I don't know it reminded me of have you it's called dollhouse the dollhouse okay I I have a master's in dramatology so in my head was like ah it's like the dollhouse because at the end, she leaves to find herself. So Ken, at the end, he leaves what he believed to find himself, but we don't see what he finds. So, Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. That's my idea. That's what I got. Sorry to ruin it, Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> I just hate to have you. Was what moment stood out to you in the film? This is how we froze it. Can you guys just like, can you guys hear me? Yes. I okay. Okay. Perfect. Uh, Sims Kingdom. What was the one oh, moment me. to you? Yeah, stood out. Sorry, okay. I thought that I already spoke. So I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was it was uh, that monologue. It really it yes. the first monologue that she gave that you're to this and to that and to this and to that. Which I watched it with my mom, right? And it touched both of us. We all cried. It was her best friend was there as well. My mom being older than me, she she heard this monologue and was like, yeah, exactly my experience. But she's also complete in herself where although that is true, she has found her place and how she deals with it in the world, right? Me, I am 26, not too young, not too like, uh, you know, experienced or whatever, but- that Nice save. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, I what I mean is that like I'm I'm married, for example, right? So I've I've moved into that experience. I'm not dating anymore, but I'm not like I don't know, I'm not 30 even, like I'm in the start of my career. Everything is fluid in my life. So 
um, hearing that, which is my exact struggle and not seeing, like, I didn't see a way out of it. Although I know there is an everyone's going through it, but it really depressed me. Like I didn't know how to pull myself out of it. And it's really important for everyone to hear, I think, and for other people to understand people's experience but I didn't know what to do with it. You know, it hit me so hard that I was like, yeah, true. And is there a solution? Doesn't seem there is to be one, just leave. So sucks to be me in the kidney, <laughs> you know. Add to that too, the idea of like, for example, your mom watching that, like I feel like a lot of older women watching it that are like maybe, you know, like the Dennis the Menace mom age would really... Mm really appreciate that monologue because I feel like that was the generation where it was like oh you're expected to do all of the housewife stuff that you've always done but now you also have to have a full-time job mm-hmm. and so like it was like this at the, I, I call it the Dennis the Menace mom because like it, it, she was like you know, just doing every single thing that like the stereotypical ideal housewife does. And she was working full time and it made it look like that was actually possible. And it's not. Mm-hmm. And I I could really see older women watching that and getting that experience because I think the younger generation, I feel like I'm like on the older side of the younger generation doesn't quite have that because we understand how unfair it is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. although I, I love what you say and my mom is in a relationship but she lives alone because she's like I, she knows how her life how she wants her life to be like she loves her partner but she wants her space you know what I mean yeah I Although I'm the newer generation and I didn't expect to experience some of these, which do not have come from my poor husband, who is so helpful and so nice. But I still feel all this pressure that I have to be perfect at work and at home and my home needs to be clean and it's my responsibility, although it's not. And I'm like, how did that go into my head when the people closest to me don't put it? So I'm mm-hmm. like, where does it come from? Who put it in my head, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well said. Very well said. I love it. Rachel, how about you? What moment stood out to you? Honestly, the moment when Barbie's just taking it all in after being destroyed by um the young girl, I can't remember her <laughs> the daughter's name at yeah. the moment. Um, but she's just sitting on that bench and she's just taking in everything around her and then she looks at the elderly woman and that just really got to me because it's like Barbie's just out of her box she's out of her world for the first time getting slapped in the face with reality (laughs) and she just takes a moment to just just take a moment, look at everything around you, what's the beauty and what's around you. And then she has this really sweet, tender moment with this lady on the bench oh, who, yeah. badass lady, I know yeah. I'm beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Barb, uh, it's so, Barbie's, um, the maker of Barbie, it's her daughter that inspired her to do the whole, mm-hmm. like make Barbie, which was yes. so amazing. 
you know yeah. they almost didn't put that that scene in the movie and the director said oh. you won't cut it like they almost didn't put it in yeah yeah oh, oh also, i would believe amy schumer was almost barbie that is shocking to me that was yeah that, that was, was the original play the screenplay was going to have her I think the movie would have bombed. I used to believe, mm-hmm. like, back in the day, I used to like Amy Schumer because she was, like, the first comedian It's like, let's talk about our cookies. Let's talk about how mm-hmm. awesome sex is, okay? Like, I like that. <laughs> but the later stuff she's in now, I'm like, oh, I cringe every time she's in there. And it's just like, oh. But as soon as I saw that she was out and Margot Robbie was in, I'm like, okay, this is going to be yeah. an amazing. Yeah. amazing. It would have been train wreck, but pink. Yes. Well, exactly I just I when I think of Barbie I don't think of Amy Schumer if no. anything Amy Schumer could have been a like a comedian Barbie or like yeah. on like the Supreme Court Barbie or something mm. on the lines yeah. of that but not Barbie she's not Barbie to me but uh I'm trying, I was trying to think of like there was a lot of stand-up moments um to me but I think the one there was several times when I'd be like I had that caravan. I had mm. that dream house. I had the, the plane. Necklace? The necklace, right? Like it was just kind of more of like there was a lot of really good stand-up moments, but to me, like I was just like whamming Jason's arm, like, oh yeah. <laughs> um, I would also I love Kate McKinnon and everything she does. She's such a phenomenal actress. And the fact that she played weird Barbie, um, I really liked that. I really, next to obviously stereotypical Barbie, uh, weird Barbie was my second favorite. Yeah. Because we all Mm -hmm. had a weird Barbie, the one that we like maybe like played a little too hard with. And (laughs) just, I didn't, I wasn't cutting a hair girl, but I definitely drew on my Barbies. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i just say the attention to detail on weird barbie too the one 80s or 90s theme just that plain purple dress i had that dress i absolutely hated it on my barbie but that was the weird barbie that was <laughs> like weird barbie you didn't put your good clothes on your good barbie you put it on your your um your, ba- no. your backup barbies now did anybody else have any other Barbies besides a Barbie and a Ken? Did you have Skipper or any of her other oh, friends? I had I had the pregnant Barbie. Midge? <gasps> yeah, and it was it was so fun. I don't know if it was exactly her, but I remember you could press the tummy and it would turn yeah. and there was a small baby. Mm-hmm. I I would it was um it was anti anxiety for me. I would press it. At one point, that Barbie lost her legs. That was my weird Barbie guess. But that <laughs> I still had the baby and all, so I kept playing that she's giving birth. <laughs> yeah, I love you. And she's yeah. supposed to be married with Alan. Do you yes! know that? I yeah. did know that. I, then- I shipped them so much. I was like, in my head, they're married. I don't care. In my head, they're married. So <laughs> Can we just take a minute and appreciate, um, I think it's, uh, fuck, I can't think, Michael Sierra. Michael Sierra. Yeah. Michael Sierra, who played Amazing. Alan. Amazing. Oh, oh my God. Oh, that's so good. good. Yeah. Originally, uh, the guy who plays Olaf, not, sorry, not Olaf, um, Jeffrey, uh, the, uh, King George. No, fuck, I can't, why, why am I all over the place? Hamilton's King. Jonathan Groff. Jonathan Groff, ah. thank you. He was up to play Alan. I think that would have been bad casting if you would have asked. Yeah, him. I agree. Yeah. 
Yeah, I could I see him like being a Ken, but not that one. Not yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Ryan Gosling as Ken, though, was iconic. Like, yeah, he killed I, I might have enjoyed the Ken scenes the most. Like, I, mm. I love Barbie, but oh, every time Ken came on stage, like, I just immediately was like hurt smiling. Like, it was yeah. so <laughs> funny. I'll beat you. I'll pull. People are saying mm. that, like, like oh like he deserves an Oscar. Give this man an Oscar. He brought Ken yes. back to life. No one knew who the fuck Ken was. Ken was the doll that was yeah. in the corner that like your great aunt got you because like you're just <laughs> like I got you a Barbie. Here's Ken, and you're like ah yeah. Guess I'm playing it. Also, I love that all of the Kens are from Canada. <laughs> like, we, our men are golden retriever energy. Like it's so perfect. Yes. <laughs> Do you well, do you know? Oh, sorry. I was just gonna piggyback on that, um, really quick. Um, Ryan Gosling apparently he decided to do the movie when he saw his daughter's Ken doll face down in the mud. <laughs> like, tell your story, Ryan. Yeah. About <laughs> Oh, that's so sweet. I, I just want to say about the, the song that they did there. I am Ken. And and um the, that song wasn't written at first. They wrote it, someone wrote it. I don't remember, I think it was the, the, the person that wrote the music, and they wrote it as a joke. And they saw it to Ryan Gosling. He's like, No, this is amazing. And he sent it to the director and they made it this whole thing. <laughs> It was so. amazing. Okay, I have a question then. Yes. What was your favorite song from the soundtrack? Ah, uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. Um, Billie Eilish's song. Yes. I'm crying. Yeah. Oh, oh. Crying. <laughs> Sorry, brought the mood down. But... <laughs> no, no, that song was... I, I heard that, uh, like she wrote that in a week and uh her and Greta Gerwig got together and she's like what kind of song do you want for her and she was like Greta said I feel like I want you to write Barbie's heart song and like Mm. it just is that perfectly and like her voice was just amazing like just doing the high pitch like vibrato things that she does like it was just Mm. yeah incredible I would say a close second. Was it like Dua Lipa's song, like the disco song? Yeah. That, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, I'm Nicki Minaj all the way. I'm a yes. daughter of the party. Yeah. That was yes. Like. <laughs> How about Ken singing Matchbox Twenty at Barbie for oh, <laughs> What was, was that? Oh so the, the part, where, the part where he's singing and he just uh-huh. starts singing Matchbox Twenty. I don't remember the actual name of the song. I have no idea. But yeah, he's like for four hours later, he's just like intensely oh. staring at Barbie <laughs> while playing guitar, and then all of the Kens are doing the same thing. Yeah. How many campfire nights have you been to though, where like the guy just shows up with the guitar and oh. he just like will not stop, and it's like I'm trying to have a conversation here, like. <laughs> That is why I've banned cam- uh, guitars from campfires. Anytime uh, I just can't do it. I can't stand when someone sings at me or like I'm like I'm like I'm trying to have a conversation here. Yeah. 
but we're singing the Arkells are tragically hip. That's yeah, like <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I've never had this experience. You got to come to Canada, my friend. That yeah, is a very totally Canadian campfire experience. Yeah, you have to play guitar. Yeah. I've had someone play the saxophone like that to me in a like they oh where we went to his place and he it was just like oh I play the saxophone boo, boo, doo, boo, boo, for like hours and I was I like that. I feel it like was that cute it was cute <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that Alan's instrument yeah maybe saxophone Alan can get it <laughs> I, I like the Ken because it was Margot Robbie said it that um the fact that he played Ken made him likable because when we all saw at some point that the patriarchy was coming to the Barbie world but the way he did it I couldn't hate him I'm like he doesn't oh, he doesn't oh. know what he's doing you know but yeah how can you hate Ryan Gosling in general? Like he is just a puppy. Like I don't know how to explain it other than that. I'm so in love with him. I've been in love with him. <laughs> so a fun fact. So I got I was getting my hair done and we were talking about Barbie. Like we spoke about we talked about Barbie for like an hour. Um and she's like, I want to go see it again because I want it, I want to point some things out. And I was like, Yeah, for sure. I mean, she's like, I had this thought throughout the movie, and I'm like, I got to hear this thought now. She's like, Margot Robbie is in her like early 20s, maybe, sorry, late 20s, early 30s. Maybe she, I think she's like 30 something. But Ryan Gosling is like 40, mm-hmm. right? He's in his 40s. Yeah. Isn't that fascinating that a man in their 40s can yeah. play Ken at, at, at basically any age, but when all the women Barbies were younger. They yeah. Were. Yeah. So I find that inter- really interesting casting as well, because as you know, in the age of Hollywood, if you're a, a below the age of 40, you're fuckable. But by the time you're 41, you're you're playing people's moms at that <laughs> point. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting to see. Uh, in acting, we call it, um, what's it called? Your age range. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So what you look like, which is really, I didn't know their ages, by the way. but. And I see it completely. It's a completely valid point. I'm just going to add to that. Yeah. Do you think a younger Ken on their 20s could give us that depth? I don't know. If that I makes sense. Anybody but Ryan Gosling yeah. could have given us that depth. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I, for some reason, I, I don't know. Maybe that's another harmful stereotype that I harbor for younger men, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, good point. It's cool to like think of your own biases or like things that maybe yeah. you don't think of because it's so ingrained in our society. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Every oh, breath well you take. We're, we're getting very meta with this. Speaking of meta, when <laughs> they break the fourth wall about how Barbie's like, I'm ugly. And then they're like, side note, we shouldn't have cast her. Yeah. <laughs> Dame Helen Mirren coming in with the goddamn sass. I loved it. The narration was so good. Yeah, it it was so well done. They really considered a lot of things. I really liked Will Ferrell's character too. Like, yeah. Yeah, I feel like you it's could hilarious. go into like the metaphors of what the different men within the Barbie universe were for what reason, right? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah. I mean, let's talk about Mattel. I found that like Mattel had to have taken that on the chin 
because yeah. the only way we could get a Barbie movie is with Mattel's blessing. And you basically yeah. see like the soul sucking corporate America of being like, mm-hmm. hey, uh ken's dojo mojo casa dream house <laughs> is selling off the shelves and it's just like it goes to show, and then like how barbie sell is like hey like as america fair at the end it's like i think we should do an ordinary barbie and the guy's like is like nah we're good and they're like we did some numbers to make some money yes and that is Amazing. corporate america 101 mm-hmm. they'll do anything as long as it, it makes a quick buck now here's the question would you actually call him mother <laughs> uh, if we would call him mother yeah will ferrell says in the, like, the movie he's like he's like oh you can call me mom or mother and they're like oh, good thank you no no i no he's definitely not mom we all have our king size like <laughs> <laughs> The, it was so funny with the sugar daddy can which is like they oh. say and everyone looks at him he's like no no this is sugar and i'm very daddy <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no no but i thought that was so clever to go with barbies that they've retired throughout the year so sugar yeah. sugar daddy i was like i did not know that was a barbie or the barbie the the hoop kens well, i don't remember the name do you know why that Ken is that way? What no. sugar ba- sugar daddy or the one with the earrings? The one with the earrings. Why? So I knew this prior to the movie and odd LGBTQ um information. It is known oh. as the gay Ken doll. Yes. So I am. This was back in the 90s when they did the research on the look of this doll. Um, I don't have resources or anything, but I remember hearing the development of it. They sent Mattel people in and designers into popular clubs at the time. Well, the clubs that they were going into, um, something about like back in the day, the way your ears were pierced for men Mm. indicated Mm -hmm. whether you were Hey, and the outfit that they picked for him very visible of what gay men were wearing in clubs back then so that's how that the earring barbie i don't know his official title came to be they were trying to find what was popular and what would be coming back into rotation and interest so that's a that's a little fun fun background on who he is. So. Um, speaking of LGBTQ plus A, um, so I noticed Doctor Barbie, and I was like, oh, I loved her from you. She's amazing. Um, and then I was talking to somebody, and then they were like, yeah, I love that they had like a trans actress playing the doctor, and I was like, wait she's trans I had no idea no idea I'm completely yeah. shocked yeah and I had to like go in and like ser- search it afterwards I was like no way that's like love loved it anyway I, yeah. it was so because like I-, I had absolutely no clue and I've like watched you know, her so I think she's brilliant yeah and you know what I love also about it I knew that but I had people around me that didn't know and yeah. it's so funny to me when people try to guess which Barbie is the trans uh, Barbie because of course you can tell, right? And I, I kid you not, none of, they said 
which is another bachelor that they're like, oh, it was, was it, that's exactly how it was, it's like, was it the big one? I'm like, no, they're like, oh, was it the president Barbie? Because it's like, whichever Barbie they could find stereotypically masculine aspects, I'm like, no, because you know what? You can't tell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I had fun with that with other people. But yeah, because <laughs> yeah, you can't tell. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like as if women are women. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, fun yeah. facts all throughout the movie. Honestly, there were yeah. so many good ones. There really were. Um, you know. Oh, oh no, no. Go, go ahead. The, which which scene they cut? They cut the scene where the pregnant Barbie is giving birth and the narrator oh. is with her in the room because it didn't the what? good in the pre pre when they saw it before it's out you know to see the ratings and stuff yeah so she was supposed to give birth in an after credit scene i think but they got it <laughs> i hope it's on the dvd this is this is a movie i want yes. to own on dvd yes. yes i hope they do extended like footage for it and stuff too that was yeah so amazing yeah one of the like most original movies i've seen in a long time too which stood Mm -hmm. out to me yes i actually was generally taken back by the directing and the writing throughout the movie too i for some reason was very conscious of all this while watching it and just going along with it but yeah did not like it was out of the box quote unquote Mm. I love puns. Yeah. (laughs) I want. Speaking of puns, so I had um saw a I I ended up trolling my old habits on Facebook. Um, I saw somebody comment about how the only people that won't like this movie are conservatives, um, or like you know alpha males, quote unquote. And Mm -hmm. I did voice that I did think that you were going to have people on the left and um like different people from like you know the moderate and left community that would find it problematic in some ways too for different reasons and then um this guy commented and was like if you can't handle a movie just plug your ears um and you know just just hide from society basically and I was like are you telling me what I can or cannot think about this movie and explaining to me how I should feel about something it was just like you think you think you're being a feminist but you're actually trying to silence me bro yeah yeah but let's let's talk about that for the feminist aspect Barbie thought in Barbie land they thought they solved feminism because everybody was a women leader and coming to the real world it was not and there was a part at the end after Barbie gets back to the Supreme Court and they're like, can we be like a judge? And they're like, we'll give you small stuff. Like, like small I love little, that. I love like, that. And that is what it's like for a woman today in, in yes. today's society. We had to work our way up into getting into power. Exactly. I found that just so like, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I felt so good. Um, so <laughs> We talked a little bit about the monologue. Um, I think it was a very impassionate monologue. What part of it to you really stood out? Um, and I'll let anybody go first. 
mine's short and simple uh the fact she kept going mm-hmm. like just that alone like it's not one two three it's a whole thing yeah mm-hmm. and all your fault <laughs> yeah yeah not enough yeah I think that's what got to me too the 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 part what you guys said that it kept going and kept being like and if you do A, it's wrong. But if you do B, it's wrong. And then if you do like C, that's in the middle, it's also wrong because you didn't choose a side. And then it comes back to, and yeah. So it's that whatever you do, like, you know, when I get confused and my anxiety becomes the worst, I because I'm, you know, tr- trying to work through it and live, blah, blah, blah. The fact that you see two options, for example, and they're both completely valid, but whichever option you choose, you're still wrong. Mm-hmm. And as simple uh, as like my mom said, oh, you put too much pressure on you, you know, because like just choose one. But then we are stuck as she's stuck in a point where whatever choice you do, you're always wrong and not mm-hmm. good enough, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's so true. Oh, well said. Yeah, the the whole thing was just uh, America Ferrera just owned it, and like you could tell that like she she felt that wholeheartedly. And yeah, it was just I felt like she was speaking for for all women mm-hmm. when she had that moment. Um, yeah, she's just amazing. Fun fact: her husband in real life was her husband in the movie. Oh, yes really yeah. Oh, yeah so cute I loved it and I loved uh her her daughter I w- it was very surprising to me when it wasn't her Barbie doll and it, it like they revealed that it was America's um mm-hmm. Barbie like that that was just so well done like you think it's about a, a kid's Barbie but it's like actually no honey this is about you like yeah and it, it was just <laughs> Oh, just so well done. Yeah. I I would have paid literally to be, because when she gave that monologue, the shots that they did, like Uh, it felt so, you know, sometimes when you act and you feel it too much and it becomes real, it might push the audience away too, because we as the audience don't want to see real pain. But Mm -hmm. she had... I don't know how the F she exactly hit it to the point where it was a hundred percent real, but without being too real where it was, yeah. so I would, I would have paid to be in the filming to just see, because imagine, you know, you're there and they have like this underneath shot and they're like, okay, camera light, blah, blah, and action. And we're going to like do a travel towards you. And she, it just from like, from moment A, like it had what one cut zero cuts in her monologue the first one I'm like I would have paid to see the right before Uh, in oh so true do any of you wonder though about the casting again of America Mm -hmm. she was an ugly Betty the the like Mm -hmm. that's where she got her start and what a funny coincidence a Barbie movie you get this interesting connection of that character in her acting past. I was, yeah. I was kind of 
chuckling to myself about that. Mm. Yeah, the contrast the was so, so there, so well thought. Oh, I, I, I wasn't expecting to get so many extra ideas on, on top of, <laughs> like, I've dissected this at great lengths. I've watched so many videos after with people's opinions on it. And I just find it so fascinating. And like, even just now I'm learning even more about it. It's so cool. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's so, it was such a mix of emotions for sure. Like I laughed like harder than I think I've ever laughed. I loved when uh, Ken was talking about how once he realized the patriarchy wasn't about horses, he lost it. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> or like the dance yeah. scene where they're having the actual beach off and it goes to like yeah. Grease Lightning style. Like, it, <laughs> I fucking oh. love that. Again, yeah. kind of shows like the male side of a the like theater, in my personal opinion, especially when yeah. I was like, oh, it's they've just basically knocked off Grease Lightning. And I was like, oh, oh, yes. They did, did you hear about the Barbie, uh, the breakup effect? So a lot of women yes. are breaking up with their men after watching this movie. Oh. Yes. You don't pass the vibe test. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I, I didn't know about that I kind of hope yeah. this is a wake-up call to men though being like yeah. we are here we are here and not we just want to be treated equally just yeah. like treat us well because I've seen people oh, no go ahead keep going no 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 no, no, no. <laughs> okay fine um so <laughs> I think with marketing, they kind of lured men into just thinking it was going to be like fun, Ken. Yeah. And then they slapped you with the. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say, um, somebody today, the very stereotypical Gen X white male, mm -hmm. um, they said they went and they saw it with one of their um, teenage daughters. And I was immediately like, what did you think? What, what was your vibe? And he said, he's like in his mid forties, I would rather poke my eyeball out with a fork than watch it again. And it crushed my soul because yeah. he's the father of girls yeah and I just thought was there nothing that stuck with you but I kind of told him again too I'm like it's because you're not a woman you yeah, don't yeah. get it you don't get it. it yeah and it it sits with me in an uncomfortable spot it's like yeah that's you're one of the ones like and I think this person is a generally nice guy and everybody's allowed their opinion absolutely but as a father of three girls it just shocked me that there wasn't a little bit of a, just a little bit of a woke moment yeah yeah crazy to think as well like um they've mentioned this uh during some of the interviews with margot uh robbie that uh robbie or robbie i always mess that up um I mean, I have an Thank you. Um, <laughs> like mentioning when Barbie was invented, like you didn't have access to your own credit at the time. Like you couldn't buy your own house. You couldn't have your own car. Like just such a 
like what Barbie meant at the time of creating it, like it definitely had, you know, it made, it made moves into society as it continued on. Like, I really do feel like it, it gave a bit of in independence for, for women in some ways because they saw Barbie doing it and they wanted that. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. for, for what uh, Rachel also said, um, I've seen coming to the US, I've seen different things that I hadn't seen in Europe and better and worse, like yeah. from both sides. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I saw, I saw in Greece from fathers to daughters, and I saw here from white parents with ethnic kids of any sort, where, because I, I, I see men and parents where they're still biased against what their kids are, like if their kids are like black or Latin or Asian, or if they have daughters, they're still biased against those groups. And I'm like, how can that be? Because your kid is your kid. And I asked my husband, because he's American and black. So I'm like, do I? and he said something that stuck with me and made sense. And he's like, because their kids are the exception. They can still believe yes. everything about those people, but their yeah. kid is the exception. So when in Greece, someone said, you can't work with women and his daughter was working with him and his friend was like bro your daughter is working with you he didn't even think that his daughter is a woman and when here someone says i can't be racist my kid is black they 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 don't see that yeah so i feel like it's because it's our people so it, it doesn't count for his daughters but the, i don't know i don't know the person but yeah i don't know if it no, makes sense that's that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also from my husband's, um, well, he born in Canada, but Lebanese. Um, and yeah, you, you do see the world differently. Um, I'm sure they certainly do, but I do feel like indirectly being so close to a situation like that, you do see it differently as well, because you see that they walk through life differently and you walk beside them. And so you just get to see things that maybe people who aren't in those types of relationships just don't have access to, right. Unless they inform yeah. themselves and, you yeah. know, information is, isn't always the easiest to access when you're yeah. busy doing day-to-day -day life, right. You're, you're trapped yeah. in the cause of, of the world and it, you have to look for that information, right. Some people just yeah. have better access. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, Courtney, do you have any final, any more questions before we, we end on final thoughts? Oh, no, just overall, I really enjoyed it. I can't wait to see it again. Um, and I'm going to keep dissecting it. I feel like there's going to be university courses that talk mm -hmm. about this. Movie. Like it's just groundbreaking um yeah really enjoyed it really appreciate you hosting a podcast on it for me well not for me <laughs> specifically but me begging you to so <laughs> <laughs> of course anytime you have a podcast idea actually I do have one for you that was just presented to me on the weekend that we'll talk about after okay yeah um i want to thank you ladies for coming let's take final thoughts what's our final thoughts of the movie the last any thoughts opinions concerns that we want to 
anybody listening to this who hasn't seen it yet or is considering seeing it or wants to, you know, let us know your thoughts, um, either DMing us or now you can actually comment on podcast videos because that's hey. just not stressful to monitor oh. those comments as well. <laughs> um, so anyways, final thoughts. Uh, Rachel, you go first. Go see it. Like, I don't care <laughs> if you're a guy or girl, go see it. Like, it's just a movie too. Yeah. But there's more behind it. So take <laughs> it as you want. It's a two hour film. Okay. In the world of 2023, two hour films are blessed. It's not like a four and a half hour film, but yes, uh, yes. yeah, and it's not a Marvel movie. Like finally, <laughs> like, so Marvel fatigued. Like it was just so nice to have something unique and its own. And yeah, mm. loved. Yes, my I, final thought. <laughs> your love final thought. I love it. Uh, Sims King, how about you? Final thoughts. Uh, that human experience is as simple as complicated at the same time. And whatever gender or position you are, we all want to protect our own interest. But I feel like if we just open our ears to what another person is going through, even if our first response is to just defend, we're not being, there is no, there is no, we are not under attack. So we can afford to listen and maybe do something different if it feels good yeah or if it doesn't like feeling feeling ugly is is part of the experience you know what I mean like yeah otherwise you're really having cognitive dissonance to what's going around you like it's important to feel those ugly things and I feel like Barbie did a really good job of showing all of the beauty and the glam but then ugliness right and embracing it and Yeah. yeah it was just so, yeah so well said Theoni I yeah. loved that no I I love it I, I meant more for that uh if it feels good that if it doesn't fit in what your gender is but you still enjoy it you can still do oh, it oh sorry you know, but I lo- no I love what you said though because yeah it was uh, I was trying to <laughs> all love all love, all love. love. <laughs> yeah. by the way we yeah. both related today I feel like we look like yes, we yes. <laughs> yeah You're, they're Barbie we're Oppenheimer <laughs> Yeah, it's so true. Exactly. You guys are blonde, okay? You're stereotypical Barbie. Let let us be. We look like the pregnant Barbie, you know? (laughs) We're anxiety, anxiety Barbie. Exactly. Viral shaming, overthinking. Yeah. (laughs) Um. I, if I have to, if I will end on the final thoughts. Um, if you like Barbies, please consider going and seeing this movie. It is probably one of the best movies of the year, if not the year, uh, the 2020s so far. Um, please go in with an open mind and go in expecting whatever you want to expect out of it. Everybody, as we've all talked on this podcast and everyone in our real lives have all experienced something different in this movie but that's what makes it so special because everyone's taking different spots um that really mean a lot to them 
Um, so just go in open minds, enjoy that moment and not only just enjoy that moment, but enjoy the crowd around you celebrating a movie in theaters and just watching girls dressing up in pink. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. girls, when you're walking to movie theater, they're seeing Barbie because they're in pink. So (laughs) enjoy that moment. And again, if you're a guy and you don't get it, Maybe ask your girlfriend or wife or sister or mom or anyone you went with and say, why did this movie mean so much to you? And listen and make sure they're heard because I think that was a big moment in this movie as women, we struggle feeling heard every single day and we struggle that we are not enough. So if you watch this movie and it resonates with you, I want you to look in the mirror every single day before you you go to work or you do your task. And I want you to look and say that you are enough because that is something that as women we struggle with in day to day is just feeling like like we're enough because it's fucking hard out there and we have so much shit thrown in our way and we just don't get the recognition or anything that we deserve we just get constantly told that we are not enough and we always make mistakes and no one has our back especially other women they will tear us down so please, please, please go into this movie with open minds, open hearts, and just listen to what the message is saying that you are enough, no matter if you don't feel like it on a day-to-day basis, like you are enough. So I want to thank you ladies crying. That broke me. Another monologue for us. <laughs> oh gosh, what a note to end on. Yeah. I put some thought into that in the last couple of days. So I want to <laughs> I want to thank How you, ladies. How dare so- you? <laughs> I want to thank. I'm like falling at the end. Of- <laughs> Join the club. The I've, I've had a couple podcasts now where I cried. It feels so good. Also, cry, lady. Cry- Men listening, cry. Yeah. Cry out. Feel that emotion. It is normal to cry, and I think that's something that this movie really tried to normalize as well. It's okay <laughs> to cry. Um, and on that note, uh, please go check out Barbie and. <laughs> We're gonna do a, a fun, we're gonna do a round of where we can find everybody's work. Uh Sims Kingdom, where can we find you? Oh hi, hi. You can you can find me either like my acting side uh under Theoni Bekari. I have a website, you can see fun things there, and uh Sims Kingdoms in everywhere, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube, TikTok, uh, where I have eleven kingdoms and counting if you wanna see some royal intrigue. <laughs> Yes. And drama. So much drama. <laughs> yes. And please stay tuned as this podcast will be coming out near or around when we do our Royals Roundtable. Please go check out that podcast. It was the best roundtable I've had, I would say, this season with the most people. We had 11 of us, I believe, on the call. And we really got to dive into what it was like to be on the royal side of the community. When I started this podcast, uh, will be almost two years, a month today, will be two years from the first episode dropped that um we can thank you that was my whole goal was to have round tables where we could sit and talk about any discussion that comes across the table so the round table with royals was that that was like the moment where I was like okay this is why I did this let's keep let's keep moving this forward and 
I'm so excited for you guys to finally listen to that. I've been sitting on that podcast for about four and a half months now. So I'm very excited to finally get to that with you guys. I'm a planner. Yay. Busy <laughs> Sims. How about you, baby girl? Where can we find you? <laughs> All right. You can find me at the Disney Sims at Townie Tales. I'm on Instagram and TikTok and threads because that's a thing. Um <laughs> So yeah, catch me on there. And uh, thanks again for having this. This was awesome. And thanks for being such a glue in our community, Stoss. Like just to have, you know, a podcast with 11 people talking about something that is so much more than a game to us is just an incredible, you know, thing. It really just shows that, you know, Simstagram although it has its problems sometimes really is a, that creative outlet for us. And that community is sacred to us. So, well, I love you girl. You have no idea of what has been going on behind the scenes. I really do appreciate that. And I, I love this community so much. I try to be the guiding light where I can and giving everybody opportunities to either have be interviewed or talk about their experiences because as a community, that is how we thrive is together and being able to share our experiences not only just makes myself grow but everybody grow around us and our the listeners that listen to this and I want to clarify I love all my listeners including my haters um I love you guys so much I appreciate everything um that you guys do especially listening so uh Rachel how about and watching watching is coming to an end very soon i'm not going to put out any more of the videos from this season just because i don't have enough time to do it all because i'm a busy lady but rachel how about you where can Uh, we find you i'm uh i'm in a different world than the sims like i said but if anybody has any interest in following a small scale farmer you can find me on instagram or facebook at um, Harcliffe Farms North. It's the name Harvey and Clifford, my grandfather and great grandfather combined. So just follow uh, along with my farming journey. I love that. Uh, I will have links below for everybody. Um, as well, if you want to experience Harcliffe Farms and Rose Chronicles. <laughs> appearances appearances actually you're about to come back and make a really big appearance i eh? i literally oh. rewrote this part for you because you're a badass I, bitch i gotta I catch up you take your time you've we've got lots of time <laughs> i ain't producing anything more till after the wedding because i don't have time <laughs> get you through we'll yeah. get you there Um, I want to thank you ladies so much for uh, coming here today, sharing your Barbie experiences. I really do appreciate you ladies taking the time and getting to sit down with you and talking about probably one of the best movies of the year. Also making this podcast a part of reality. I originally wanted to start a podcast to talk about movie reviews. So thank you ladies so much for making this uh, dream come true. So bring on all the movies. I'm down. (laughs) (laughs) I would love it. I would love to, if I ever just become a billionaire one day and I'm just like, I would literally have like watch Mojo style being like, these are Sims interviews. This is real life interviews. Uh-huh. This is a reverse interview. If you want to see a reverse interview, please go check that out where the awful gamer interviews uh, Simmerine on, oh. I just sit there as a guest. And that was, oh. that was, fun. that was fun to, I was just a guest. 
I, I love both of them. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. It was an amazing interview. Uh, so go check that out and just go check out uh, Story Spotlights on every Saturday morning. I release written interviews uh, to just, again, shine a light um, to a part of the community that the Sims team seems to forget. Um, if you like what I do, please consider cons- um, subscribing to my Patreon page. Uh, I super appreciate that. Um, as well, they've changed the guidelines today so I can um, upload more episodes onto Patreon. And so you don't have to wait 18 months to get episodes starting soon. They'll all be on Patreon on Spotify. So you can, mm. if you'd like to not, if you don't want to wait and you have four to six bucks a month to spend, go check that out. Um, I don't really have anything else to... Uh, to plug today please go check out these amazing ladies and have a great rest of your night bye Mwah. thank you <laughs>